Hello, my name is Spencer Stewart, and welcome to another episode of our Advancing Talent podcast series. I'm delighted to introduce this week's guest, Laura Thiel, who is the Chief People Officer at Optimizely, which is a digital experience platform designed for unlocking digital potential. Laura, welcome to the show. Thank you. Laura, let's jump into it. Um, you have had a long and distinguished career within the human resources domain. You've worked at a number of really recognizable companies and brands, SAP be one of them, Lockheed Martin, now at Optimizely. Can you give our listeners a quick overview as to what Optimizely is and does? Happy to. So Optimizely is a leader in marketing technology, and we really are geared to optimize and create experiences for our customers that create experiences for their customers. So when an individual is having an online experience as a consumer, they may be looking at an individual company's website to purchase commerce, or they may be looking to have a different type of transaction, just researching and we really optimize those experiences. So we are advanced leader in terms of how we personalize content to individuals, how we experiment and test websites amongst customers so they can provide the best digital optimal experience for their customers. So it's a really exciting field and it's really fun to be part of. Well, I suspect with this wave of digital transformation with everything going digital, whether we know it or not, uh, many of us are the beneficiaries of Optimizely's work with probably very well-known and recognizable brands across the globe. Absolutely. So, so Laura, I, I think our listeners would love to understand how you ended up where you are today. As I mentioned, you've you've done incredible work at some really visible, well-known, industry-leading companies. Uh, let's start at the beginning, if you will. Did you always know that you wanted to pursue a career within, you know, people and talent, HR, et cetera? No, I didn't. It was really quite a journey, as I'm sure many other people go through their own individual journey. When I started to explore career paths, I was in university at a, at a young age, and my main interest was really education or social work. And I thought that there would be increased opportunities with a broader business background. So I studied management, and then my senior year of university realized that there was a specialization within management in human resources. So I developed a concentration in human resources and really got involved in our local chapter for the Society for Human Resource Management when I was a senior at James Madison University and really enjoyed the field and had on-hand experiences at different companies. I had an internship and I really fell in love with the field. And then since then had progressed in employment through a wide variety of opportunities. Well, I'm gonna go out on a limb uh, and you can correct me, but I'm gonna say that I think there's greater recognition, acknowledgement that people, are the things that truly make company excellent. 
And it feels like there's this renewed focus on people and helping people develop. Um, is, that, is that a true observation, Laura, in your, in your you know, decades-long experience? Are, is there some kind of renaissance that's taking place or this reminder that's taking place that really the true test of any organization is how we develop our people? Absolutely. I think the people are the most strategic ad advantage in an organization. It's a people are a differentiator. And with the competitiveness of the market, especially in tech, over the last many years, you can see that the war for talent has always gotten stronger. And I think on top of that, you see the employee dynamics that have changed in industry to create more choice and flexibility that employees are looking for. And as companies continue to wrestle with some of the choices and, and desires that employees want, it creates more of a demand for individuals to be specialized in this field to really understand and, and help differentiate the talent so that we continue to be strong as a company. But absolutely, I think in terms of developing talent is critical. We see time and time again that individuals will leave organizations because they want a more defined career path. They want to grow, they want opportunities, and there's only so many jobs at a company, so we need to ensure that we're developing our people so that they're continuing to grow, not just for roles within our company, but roles within the ecosystem, because we want people to flourish and thrive. I, I love that point, you know, helping individuals flourish and thrive, helping them understand how they advance within their career path. That certainly could be within the company. It could be transitioning from the company. But thinking about your work at Optimizely or thinking about your work with some of your previous employers, how do you help? What kind of programs have you helped develop and initiate that really help this thriving and flourishing take place? Can you speak to any examples? Sure. We had developed a program within Optimizely called Own Your Career. And it was a webinar that enabled us to present individual opportunities within the organization that help people develop their careers. So it was um, designed to encourage individuals to build their own development plan, to understand where they are today compared to where they want to get to in the future, and how to build in those development activities to close any skill gaps that they need for the future. In addition, it encouraged individuals to take advantage of our instructor-led training, which enables individuals to take courses in different domain expertise and really continue it for individuals to grow in their careers. So there's a lot of different ways that individuals can grow their careers. I think part of it is certainly understanding as well where they are today and what it takes to get to the next level from a promotion perspective but also to really look and step beyond vertical growth and think about experiences as more as a lattice to create and encourage a culture where individuals are raising their hand for a new product or a new project rather that increases and gains skills. So it's less, not always around the vertical movement, but is really more around increasing skill depth and having challenges that individuals can take on to really gain confidence and gain skills. It, it, it sounds like, and 
hopefully I can convey my next question uh, succinctly. I, I heard a few things in, in your comment in terms of, you know, helping uh, team members, employees flourish and thrive, really creating that level of career satisfaction that is going to help them retain and add value to uh, the organization. You know, I, I heard you say kind of raising their hand uh, and being um, intentional in in where they want to go. I want to step back a little bit and get your thoughts on what are the skills? What are the competencies that are really, really surfacing um, from your perspective, letting you know that individuals with this skill set, and these could be these could be soft skills, these could be power skills, these could be technical skills, but individuals that possess these skills or individuals that work to develop them deeper, these are the individuals that really have great uh, momentum uh, and potential and are highly valued by the company. But what are those skills? What are those competencies that have really, in your mind, begun to surface? I think the number one competency from my perspective is really learning agility. You know, we cannot the individual's roles are going to continue to grow and evolve. And as individuals come into an organization, the knowledge that they may have initially isn't going to be the knowledge that fast forward that they need solely for the next three years, five years, 10 years. So the individuals really need to have learning agility to be able to have the right attitude and interest to learn things that stretch themselves. So from my perspective, that's the overall umbrella is be having the ability to learn to learn. I think outside of that, I think individuals really need to have competencies in terms of critical thinking. I mean, critical thinking helps us analyze different problems, look at different solutions, assess risk, determine impact, and really understand the impact of an individual's decision. I think the third area that I would really emphasize is collaboration to be able to work with other people. And people are different and have unique needs and unique talents and unique strengths. So harnessing the ability to work collectively as a team is really important. We have individuals that come into organizations as individual contributors and they, they need to work with people. And I think as we look at technology, we look at generational differences, you know, we need to ensure there is a common core where individuals continue to be able to respect each other. Individuals learn how to communicate with each other and individuals can really recognize and celebrate and work with people that are different than themselves. So I think in terms of that collaboration, the critical thinking, as well as the learning agility, I think that can set up individuals for a success in many different fields. I love your response. I'm I'm hearing a few things from it: uh, agility, learning how to learn, collaboration, collegiality. Um, I, I I'm hearing you know this sense of culture and how one begins to create a really um, a palpable, uh, intentional culture. And you've been at a number of 
uh, organizations where I suspect you were involved uh, to one degree or another with, you know, culture development or culture maintenance, uh, culture expansion. Uh, can you speak to some of your work as it relates to creating a lasting organizational culture? Sure, absolutely. And I could tell you the different organizations that I have been at, each have had a very unique culture. And it's something as I look back, it is an area that really had defined the organization that still many years later, 10 years, 20 years later, and I'm still commenting to that I remember this was important. So you look at, for example, a company like Lockheed Martin, they were driven on ethics. And their whole organization, from my perspective, really stood with me in terms of the ethics and principles to do the right thing. When I joined SAP, one of the areas of the culture that really stood with me is how they develop talent. And in coming from a defense contractor at Lockheed Martin for 10 years, I didn't, I definitely was developed and saw that I was important. But I think it was accelerated when I joined SAP to really see the emphasis on developing talent. At Optimize, I can really see from a cultural perspective the uniqueness to bring together teams around a common vision and a shared objective. So Optimizely has grown through acquisitions. It has expanded across geographies and the portfolio has grown. And it's important to always remember the core that is what we're trying to achieve in terms of our customer centricity to enable customers to create and optimize their digital experiences. So having that common purpose really enables us to unite and be able to work together towards a company goal. So we most recently announced within Optimizely, Optimizely One, which is our marketing solution that combines our products to be able to be a marketing lighthouse for organizations. And it really is what will unite our company moving forward to accelerate the, the strategy to enable our customers to, to be the best that, that they can be in terms of their optimal experience. I want to double click on a point you made. Acquisitions can be challenging on so many levels. Um, you indicated that Optimizely has experienced growth vis-a-vis uh, -vis, uh, acquisition. From, from a culture standpoint, bringing two organizations together now under one roof with a, with a shared culture, that's easier said than done. Uh, and perhaps you've had this experience at SAP or Lockheed Martin. Um, how do you, I'm thinking of, uh, you know, HR professionals in the field, I'm thinking of newly minted uh, uh, graduates. Um, any advice that you would provide them in terms of how to go into an acquisition, what expectations should be, maybe lessons learned for you uh, along the way. And any thoughts on that, Laura? That's a great question. And, and I've seen a wide realm of acquisition activity. I remember joining at Lockheed Martin and where individuals came from was absolutely like a badge of honor. I remember speaking to individuals and that's what stood out to me. One of the best is I've, I've spent 10 years at Martin Marietta or I've, I've spent 10 years at 20 years at another company. And it was really a blending of people that had a rich history of their experience across a wide domain of, of knowledge and, and companies. And when you think about it, I, I think 
from an individual that would join a company that's acquired. I think it's all about opportunity. I'd really encourage individuals to dive in and learn what the company's strategy is and figure out a way that you want to be part of that new strategy. I think there's a lot of people in the acquired company that um, acquiring company that want to create that opportunity. Um, but I think it's just as important for individuals to raise their hand, reach the company, understand the opportunities, bring ideas forward of what works for you and your current organization, but really be a part of it and engaged. I don't think it's helpful to kind of sit on the sidelines. I think it's helpful for you to raise your voice share your opinions, share your strategies, and really be part of it. And I think those are the individuals that I've seen that continue to stand out and create something new together across a company. And I think that's a primary goal is to create something that's better than what had existed before by combining companies and really harnessing that power and collective energy to create something that is exciting for all. I love that. I want to shift gears a little bit, and perhaps this question is related to your comment. Your world, uh, the world of uh, you know, human resource management, people development, is rapidly changing. And you know, thinking back to when you started your profession, thinking about your portfolio of work, uh, perhaps performance management, benefits, learning and development, compensation. Um, and now thinking about your portfolio of work, uh, what, has, what has changed the most? Where do you find yourself perhaps spending more time uh, as you think about everything that is within your portfolio? So I think that would be the first part of the question. And then the second part is, what are you most excited about relative to your field? Either because no one knows what's going to happen next, or you feel you might have the inside track on where it might go. Uh, so if you could respond to that, I think our listeners would be uh, really interested. Sure. I would say the HR field in the last 25 years has done a complete 180. I think in terms of looking at the last five to six years of what HR practitioners have been tasked and tapped to provide advice and strategic consultation on really is significantly different than where the field was 20, 25 years ago. When I joined HR in the very beginning of my career, there was a lot of emphasis on being a strategic partner to the business and having a seat at the table. And it wasn't just about having a seat at the table, it was having a voice and engaging in strategic topics. And you think about the strategic topics that HR has been discussing within the last several years. When you think about COVID, you think about the role HR played in health and safety. There are no textbooks for that. There's no education material that many HR professionals studied for that. And that was definitely a stretch, I think, in terms of having individuals, you know, think outside their comfort area to think about how do we accelerate the health and safety through policies, through procedures, through general approach to keep uh, employees uh, healthy and safe. I think another area is in terms of hybrid work and the discussion around in the office, whether you're at home, whether it's hybrid, 
how do you make that work for teams? I mean, I'm sure there's a, you know, a lot of different opinions on that. And I think, you know, that wasn't necessarily a discussion that was 20 years ago, kind of in the making or 10 years. You know, I think there were some companies that were absolutely leading in the front. And there were companies that had opinions on that, you know, based on on their strategy. But now it's the hybrid, I think, has has definitely, you know, seen a lot of, of um, investment in terms of that as a, as a viable working strategy. Um, I think in terms of, you know, the uh, where we go forward in terms of what we're, I'm excited in personally, to me, it's about technology. You know, I've spent within my career a large portion of it dedicated to HR technology. And that was an area of passion, an area of interest. And I think seeing how fast that field has changed, I think continues to excite me for what is to come ahead. So when I think about some routine tasks that, you know, HR may be involved in, how do we leverage technology to simplify those tasks, to enable HR to spend more time on strategic topics or more employee level consultation? Um, and I think that's important that we continue to to challenge each other to think about where we're headed in that field, especially from an HR perspective. So that is definitely what excites me is to think about where do we go from here from a technology perspective and continue to really think about how do we provide value as a service and value uh, to our employees. Laura, I'm smiling because what you're saying is resonating with me so strongly. Um, in terms of talking with guests or my own personal experience at WGU, I think for all of us, COVID really forced us to expand the aperture, looking at employees from a whole human perspective and bringing in what you indicated and that's, you know, overall health and wellness being able to balance individual priorities with the priorities and objectives uh, of the organization and how we do that differently, leveraging uh, technology. So kind of bringing all of these things together um, is, is, is super, super exciting. You indicated that, especially with COVID, there really was no playbook. Um, and I think many practitioners, many professionals were looking at their peers in the field to understand what they were doing uh, and then to respond to that, to modify that. Um, so I, th I think my next question really is about, um, you know, the, the, the role of, of, of mentors, either within an organization or colleagues outside of an organization that really help us learn uh, and, and be better. And so my question, Laura, is how do you stay up to date and fresh and, and cutting edge? Uh, is that from a, a mentor network that you've established, a group of colleagues? Um, help us understand how you stay uh, on top of your game. I think there are a couple different ways when I had recently, when I had joined Optimizely, I was included in a network of Philadelphia-based CHROs. And it was a real big advantage to be able to be connected with these individuals that were in the front lines of many topics that I was dealing with at the same time. So I have an established network 
um, of leaders in my geographic area to provide thought leadership, advice, and sounding board. I did create a subset of that group myself independently to, you know, coordinate a smaller discussion forum for those individuals because the distribution list was over 160 people and it was unwieldy. It was very, very not helpful at the time. And it was actually put in place during COVID because the information was moving so fast. And so I had sort of joined the DL kind of at the tail end and saw a lot of advantage of that, but also saw a need to determine that we need a smaller group of people that are interested in discussion. So every other month, uh, I now meet with about 10 to 15 HR professionals that discuss what's on their mind. And a lot of HR is not written in a playbook. As much as people think it is, and there's a policy for, for everything from A to Z, there's, a, there's discretion and there's adaptation to use your critical thinking to evaluate a decision at hand. And so relying on the support of other individuals is really helpful. I also stay really um, up to date on LinkedIn. I think that's a very key source of information. It moves very, very fast and it's nearly impossible, obviously, to stay up with what's happening. But if you spend at least 15 minutes a day on LinkedIn, you will continue to have an awareness of what's happening in the industry, not only from a topic perspective, what individuals are commenting and posting articles or blogs about where they've been, what they've done, even if it's a quick five to six sentences, you're also seeing who is moving in your industry. And LinkedIn is obviously the best asset to understand what individuals are doing in this professional environment to determine who you can leverage for advice, who is a strategic thought leader on a particular topic, or who can, you know, who's looking at you for advice in terms of your network. Uh, so I think in terms of really evaluating those three areas, in terms of an external professional networking group, taking initiative yourself to set up your own group, and getting engaged in LinkedIn is really, really helpful. I've also offered to individuals myself to be a specific mentor and continue to have one-on-one -on -one conversations at just specific times. So I think it's a lot about staying abreast in the industry. Is you willing to put your time in to then make an impact, but also you get tenfold the, the return back. Love that. I, I'm thinking you have a lot of hard-won wisdom over the years across so many organizations. If you were to rewind the clock a bit and thinking of yourself when you first started in the profession, what advice would you give your younger self? What are some of those lessons learned or nuggets of advice that you've acquired, you know, five, 10, 15 years, you know, from that point, if you could go in, back in a time machine? What would that advice be? I think it's really important to enjoy the ride. Right? I think early on in people's careers, I think it's very natural to be really hungry and, and aggressive and want promotions and want opportunities and people want it now. And, you know, we see that. And I think as I've matured and have grown depth to my experience, you know, you, you, you realize and gain more knowledge along the way, 
that even unique experiences that may be lateral or maybe something that isn't going to create an opportunity as a promotion, you still can learn from that. And you think about who you're working with, what expertise do they have, what is a challenge that you haven't had an opportunity to work on. It's not all glamorous. It's not all, you know, in the front bright lights, right? So being patient with yourself to understand and really appreciate the ride, I think is is really important. And understand that it's natural that individuals will have challenges, you know, and setbacks and realize that's part of the ride, right? And as, as long as you have faith in yourself and have confidence, I think you can really be proud of what you want to contribute. Um, but I think early on in, in careers, it's it's really easy to think that everything's going to come to you within a certain period of time. And it's just it just doesn't work that way. And for some, it may. Right. But when you look at the broader ecosystem of life and you think about the relationships you have and you think about how you're spending your time and prioritizing a lot of demands. You know, I was a working mom with with three kids, with my husband who worked as well. We were a dual career couple. That in itself presents many, many challenges. And there's a lot of times when you take 10 steps forward and six steps back and you have to be in the heart of it to really understand, you know, what that means. So I think, you know, having patience and really enjoying the ride and accepting that, yeah, not not everything's going to be the way it, it, you want it to be. And, and it just isn't. But you always need to have that resilience in yourself to overcome setbacks, but also then continue to look forward. I have a team with uh, a a saying within the HR team that I'm using now. It's like forward we go, forward we go, right? I don't want anybody looking in the back mirror. It it doesn't. It's helpful as a retrospective, sure, to think about okay, what could have we done, but but don't dwell in it. You know, you don't want to go so forward so fast that you don't have time to learn from what you've done. But I also want people to look forward. You know, the future is bright, and I think as an individual, for individuals coming out of university, create your path, create your create your future. And no one's going to create it for you. So you really need to really balance that, but also enjoy the ride and build relationships along the way. And just just take take the time and take the space to enjoy it because it can be such a, an adrenaline rush. And when you're in a fast moving environment like tech, or you have a family and you're just getting by day to day, time time goes by right quickly. I, I can't believe, you know, where I am in my career at this point. And you just want to appreciate it and you just want to enjoy it. And I know it sounds cliche or it sounds easier than it is, but when you really take apart like each day, like think about each experience that you have. If you're working in a global company, you're working with colleagues across the world. If you're traveling, you're getting an opportunity to go to different sites. You're working on unique projects that have an opportunity for for you to learn and grow and show your skills that you can make a tangible impact. You know, these are gifts that you have been given that give you an opportunity to really appreciate the beauty and really showcase to yourself that, you know, you can reap many benefits and just be patient and really enjoy the ride. Yeah, so many nuggets in that, Laura. Thank you. And for me, you know, enjoying the journey, all aspects of the journey, I think is key. I I love the saying that you have, you know, going forward uh, together. I'm I'm sensing in your advice that no one person can do this alone. Um, although we as Americans love to think of this romantic, you know, bootstrapping, 
independence. You know, we we can do this by ourselves. And I suspect that um, getting to where you are has also been uh, a journey of of seeking people out uh, to be you know valuable coaches uh, or mentors. As you think about your career, are there individuals that come to mind that were so impactful, so needed for you uh, in that moment and helped you, you know, elevate from point A to point B? Uh, any, any memories that you would feel comfortable sharing about the power of mentoring? I think it really can't be understated. I mean, it's it's really important for you to have some trusted individuals within your career that you can rely on for advice, but also that they are looking out for you to help champion and sponsor you for different opportunities. So when I was at SAP, I had a great experience with leadership and was in some stretch roles and had you know, really great coaching and mentoring to be supported with roles that I assumed. I also had, you know, an opportunity to work with my current boss now at um, Optimizely, and we have worked together for nine years. And, you know, both of us, I think, feel that there's mutual trust, you know, in that professional relationship to really have a safe spot to be able to voice my opinion to be able to implement and share a new idea, you know, and really understand and be open to feedback. Yet at the same time, you know, want to ensure that, you know, it, we continue to learn from each other, right? I just mentioned that, you know, we've had a wide variety of complex topics. And I, I think we laugh to say we could probably write a book over the nine years that we've worked together. And, you know, continuing to evolve and continuing to understand each other's perspectives, I think, is, is really important. You know, my role is, as a consultant, really, to the CEO of the company and the executive leadership team gives me that ability to use my critical thinking skills to be able to evaluate a decision and the impact a decision will have on its people. And when you're working with people, there are a lot of different opinions and, you know, having that strong coach and that strong mentor to look up to as a sounding board was really important because, you know, you don't, you want to be able to differentiate yourself and have your own opinion, but you need to be able to adapt and be able to adjust in terms of the situation. So having that, that mentorship is, is really important. Laura, I, I love that. I, I love how you view and position yourself as a as a consultant to your CEO to the executive team. Uh, let me ask this uh, uh, final question. Um, it, it feels like Optimizely uh, is um, making tremendous strides um, as a as a uh, digital experience platform. I suspect that you are always looking for talent. Um, where can our students, where can our alumni go to learn more about uh, opportunities uh, at Optimizely? Thank you for asking. If individuals are interested, they can go to Optimizely.com, which is our website, and they can click on career opportunities to see our available 
jobs. I can tell you that they do change regularly. Um, so that's an ongoing, you know, source of if information. And I think it's important to spend time researching more about the company, but that will provide a good source of uh, information for anybody that's interested. Well, Laura, I can't thank you enough for sharing your advice, your perspective, your experience. Um, I, I know it'll mean the world to uh, our listeners. Um, so thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me.